Hello and welcome to the Wedding Planning Podcast. I'm your host, Amanda, and I've been in the event industry for almost four years now, and I have coordinated and planned over 30 weddings. I'm a dog mom to my Doberman Duchess, lover of the mountains, and owner of Day of Diva Planning and Coordination. And I'm here to help you make wedding planning as stress-free as possible. In this podcast, you will receive tips and advice based on my experience and local vendors' experience and other special guests to help you plan one of the most important days of your life. There are new episodes every other Friday, so be sure to subscribe to ensure you never miss one. Let's do this. Before we jump into this episode of the Wedding Planning Podcast, I have decided that every episode at the beginning of the show, I'm going to give you one wedding planning tip. And today's tip is to, my tip is when you start wedding planning, to make a separate email. You've probably heard this before. I think it is very important to separate your work and personal emails from wedding planning emails because there are going to be so many. Trust me, once you start looking for vendors, sourcing vendors, and contacting them, your inbox is going to be flooded and they're going to be following up with you and you're going to have brochures and you're going to have reminders and you're going to have invoices and contracts and things in there. I highly recommend getting a separate Gmail account, just put, I don't know, the Robinsons at gmail.com or some cute hashtag that you guys came up for your wedding. Whatever it is, I highly, highly recommend getting a separate email for all of your wedding planning emails. All right, that's today's tip. Welcome back to the Wedding Planning Podcast. This is your episode number three. But before I jump in, I just want to say thank you for all the love on the last two episodes. You guys are the bomb.com. Thank you for sharing it on your Instagram stories and tagging me. I really appreciate it. You guys have no idea how much that means to me. And it makes me want to make more awesome episodes for you guys. So here I am. This is episode number three. We're talking all about wedding photography with Keely Joy from Keely Joy Photography. There's lots of information in this episode. If you haven't booked your photographer yet and you want to take some notes, I highly recommend pull out a pen, piece of paper, do your thing. We talk about how long to book your photographer for in terms of hours and their packages we talk about how to make the most of your wedding day like little added details for your photos and should you do an engagement session should you do a first look all that good stuff keely is amazing we actually met via instagram through another photographer like over a year ago i think and since then we have done two different style shoots she's shot my headshots and I booked more branding sessions with her and she also shot a couple photos of Julio and I so I obviously love her style I love her as a human she is just a beaming light of joy you guys are gonna love her and without further ado let's jump in Hi, Keely. Welcome to the podcast. Hello. Oh my gosh. So excited. <laughs> I'm so excited you're here. This is so fun. I feel like it feels so official having someone on the podcast. Yes. Oh my goodness. 
Thank you for joining me. Yeah, thank you for having me. I'm really, really excited. It's going to be fun. <laughs> of course. Okay, so why don't you tell everyone about yourself and about your business to start? Sounds good. So yeah, I'm Keely. Um, I'm a business branding and wedding photographer here in Calgary. Um, yeah, I love photography so much. Like, honestly, if you would have, like, told 10-year-old me, like, little me, that I would be doing this, <laughs> like, going to magical wedding days, like, I probably wouldn't believe you. It's just... So much fun. Love it so much. Um, yeah, so on one hand, I get to meet with girl bosses and small business owners and capture their brand story. And then on the other hand, I get to establish like really great relationships with my couples and just be a part of one of the most special days of their lives. So yeah, I just think it's super cool how photography just builds that connection. And you know, like with mm -hmm. us, like I took your headshots and now we're <laughs> planning shoots together and it's been like over a year. So yeah, I just think it's super cool how it just like connects it, like my clients and me like for life. So um, totally, there's something yeah. like so magical about being part of that such I don't know it's such an emotional day that you feel so totally. tied to your clients oh my gosh yeah exactly. <laughs> you're like so invested <laughs> yeah exactly I like literally get so emotional at weddings and I like even if it's like anyone's wedding like I always get so emotional but mm -hmm. with my couples too it's like you're so invested with them like the whole journey and then on the day it just yeah it's so cool <laughs> I know I was talking about um, this whole situation with one of my past clients and she's like it's so weird not to be texting you every day and Aww. I'm like I know it's just like such high emotion and you're like hey bye see right? you love, yeah. you. <laughs> love you exactly <laughs> but it's so all funny. part of the process and it's totally. you get to do it all over again right mm -hmm. exactly <laughs> yes okay so let's jump into the wedding stuff let's yes. give the peeps some good wedding information I guess to start up what is your favorite thing about shooting weddings I know you said connecting with the couples but mm -hmm. is there anything else that you're like yes this is my gem yeah I think it's just so cool to see like how each wedding is so different and unique um totally. like every wedding I've gone to has been like hasn't been the same like there's been little different touches that they've made just to make their day so special and make it so them and yeah I just love that seeing like um how I can capture their story and how it's so unique for like each couple so yeah I think that's my favorite part just showing up on the day and you know just seeing all of the beautiful thoughtful things that they put into it so seeing it all come together exactly. that has to be like the best part for sure oh yeah for sure <laughs> Okay, so let's jump in to the nitty gritty facts. Sounds good. When someone is booking a photographer, like how long do you suggest couples book for on their wedding? I know like many or photographers offer like six hour, eight hour, nine hour. What do you suggest at like a minimum to cover a typical like wedding timeline? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so this is a great question and it really depends on obviously a lot of factors. So whether you're wanting getting ready photos included, um, how long your ceremony is going to be. Obviously, mm -hmm. I always recommend that couples have a little bit of breathing room time, especially when you're getting ready, like just to have that morning to relax and just chill with your bridesmaids or your family or whatever, so that you're not super stressed and rushing into it all. So usually yeah. I recommend when they're thinking about their timeline, like making sure that they add that little extra time in there to breathe, um, whether it's, you know, just spending a little moment with your new husband or, <laughs> you know, 
or with your family or friends or whatever. Um, so yeah, normally what I see is eight hours is kind of the typical um, wedding day. Usually that includes like getting ready all the way up until late into the night into the reception. Um, yeah. But obviously, like I would recommend checking with your photographer. Most photographers are more than happy to customize the package for you, especially during COVID this time. A lot of my couples going into the summer are not full eight hour days. Some are like five hours, four hours mm-hmm. because they're not having the reception until later. Um, so, yeah, I recommend checking with your photographer, communicate with your t- photographer Um And yeah, just like put together a timeline of kind of what you're thinking. And obviously your photographer can help um, decide on kind of what schedule would be best. So, right. Yeah. It's probably best to kind of work with them. And that's maybe important for brides to come to you and to photographers with a rough idea of their timeline. Totally. Like when the ceremony is roughly when the reception is going to be just so you can probably recommend something that's going to fit for them yeah exactly and obviously like when couples book like 18 months in advance obviously not all the details are fully set together so yeah to kind of work together and along the journey like and then we can kind of nail the schedule and the timeline and everything so totally yeah that's kind of smart good tip I like (laughs) that um do you recommend that couples get engagement sessions I know some people include them in their wedding packages some Mm -hmm. it's an add-on maybe yeah what's your thought on that yes oh my gosh like if someone asked me should I do an engagement (laughs) session like my answer is absolutely yes um (laughs) yeah engagement sessions are awesome like first they help kind of like establish that connection with you and your client. Um, It helps me to get to know like my couple and, you know, just little things about them. Like, are they introverted or are they extroverted? Or, you know, what do they like? What does their ideal day night look like? Or just like certain things about them and their story. And then it also helps them to get to know me as well. Um, Mm -hmm. My style. So that when I show up on the wedding day, my goal is like, we're already best friends and we're super (laughs) comfortable with each other. Um, and everything's just ready to go. So yeah, engagement sessions are perfect and they're super fun. Like they're really fun and relaxed. You know, some couples bring along champagne and like to pop and it's just a great way to celebrate like your engagement. Um, and yeah, it's also a great way to include in like invite cards and just little things throughout your wedding day as well. So yeah, definitely recommend. (laughs) Yeah, that's so true. And especially if you're not super comfortable in front of the camera it's probably even better to almost do that then you can get yeah like you said the feel for you and the feel for being in front of the camera because like I've shot with you before and it doesn't even feel like we're shooting it just feels (laughs) like well you make it so seamlessly you're like yeah and look this way and (laughs) and then I see the photos and I'm like wow (laughs) yeah that's honestly my goal like I wanted to just feel like like engagement sessions should just feel like a cute little date night with me like third wheeling along like <laughs> like I love that. yeah <laughs> and yeah it is nice for yeah invites RSVPs mm-hmm. uh I was even thinking it's just nice to have photos of you guys of course wedding photos yes but you don't want like a million wedding photos totally. surrounding your house like it'd be yeah. nice to have like normal ones or if you need like a cute profile pic exactly, exactly. yeah it's, it can be used yeah. for everything it has multiple benefits <laughs> yeah, and then also like a tip I actually one of my brides um 
for the summer. I did her engagement session this past summer. Um, and she actually utilized her makeup trial and she got her makeup professionally done oh. for her engagement session. And I was oh, like, smart. that is such a good idea. Like, yeah, if you're getting your makeup professionally done, like utilize and take advantage of that makeup trial and and just use it for your engagement session too. So perfect. Why not? Wow, that is such a good tip. I'm going to write that down and let people know that. Yes, I for mean, sure. I mean, if the timing works out with like photos and stuff, that's such a good idea. Yeah, because yeah. I feel like they spend, because a trial, most trials you have to pay a hundred, like just oh, yeah. as much as the regular thing for mm-hmm. so you might as well put it to use exactly. and have some photos to remember yeah for sure exactly <laughs> no that's really good and I think that's super helpful mm-hmm. so thank you for that yeah okay on the topic of um booking like how many hours to book how do you or what do you recommend for couples to make the most out of that time so they book their mm-hmm. time with you they have a rough idea of the timeline what are your tips for making most use of the time with you Totally. Yeah. I love that question. Um, So there's kind of things from the beginning all the way to the end that I recommend. So number one, put together a shot list or a Pinterest board. Um, Having like a vision and sending it to your photographer is super important because that helps our job, makes it so much easier to know kind of Mm -hmm. what photos you like or what style you like or what photos you don't like because especially if you you know don't like this certain pose obviously I'm not going to put you in it so yeah just kind of establishing that vision and sending it over to your photographer um and then number two kind of along with that communication is so key like communicating with your photographer asking questions ahead of time like your photographer is there to help you through the process so communicating Mm -hmm. with them is key um and then yeah also if you're able to meet like with the photographer at the venue before your day totally do that I actually met with a couple um this past week at their venue I'd never been there before so it was super helpful to go with Mm. them visit it you know obviously if you have a planner as well take them out there um yeah and yeah so it's like when I show up on the day I know the venue um and kind of can see the vision behind it and everything Um, yes and then yeah kind of on the day um letters are a super cute idea to add into like the whole photography process you know writing letters to your fiance like or your future husband like on the morning of um and yeah those make for such cute photos I've seen like cute photos and for videographers as well it's super helpful um you know writing those letters and having that cute little moment um Mm -hmm. and then yeah, another big tip, handing over the stress to someone else, um, the morning of, especially, um, mm-hmm. and especially for getting ready photos, like, you can see stress in photos, and I want you to look back, like, on your photos and just feel peace and joy, and not, like, <laughs> yeah. just stressed out that whole morning before your day, um, so yeah, you know, if, usually I recommend for getting ready photos to kind of clean up the room a bit, so it's not super cluttered, so mm-hmm. instead of you having to do that all yourself, like, get someone else to do that, hand it over to a bridesmaid or a friend or whatever, um, and get them to focus on that for you, um, and then obviously planners come in handy as well, like, <laughs> your budget, higher, highly recommend <laughs> hiring a planner, um, super helpful, just helps you to look back on your photos and yeah, just feel joy and not stress or anything. So 
Yeah, and then the last tip I had was creating an album to put your photos in at the end. So obviously, mm. digital photos are super great and posting them on social media are great. But just having that physical album is so, so special. And just like even adding in little notes of your day, um, just taking the time to create that album is super special. So yeah, those are kind of my tips on how to really make the most out of your wedding photography. So I love all of those. Some some of those I didn't even think of. See, that's why I'm having you on. <laughs> yes, love it. I think a big thing is the little details too, because mm-hmm. I think a lot of couples love those little detail shots, but they, it's almost overlooked leading up to the day totally. because there's so much other stuff going on mm-hmm. that it's hard to think like, oh, I should bring a bottle of perfume or yes. a bottle of cologne or a ring box mm-hmm. or those little things, but they make for such beautiful memories totally. that it's like, that's so smart. Yeah. <laughs> yeah and even having, yeah, like, um, for like the handing over the stress thing, like having your bridesmaid or someone just saying like, hey, could you bring these little things I need for get like the getting ready or the detail shots or whatever. So that you already have a bag packed and everything's ready and I can just show up and start snapping photos. So <laughs> totally. And I think on the point of the planner too, I think the planner also alleviates a lot of the stress of the photographers as oh well. Oh my gosh. Yes. Not <laughs> just the brides, but it's like, uh, like, if it's just a photographer, you kind of take on controlling mm-hmm. the timeline. Whereas there's a planner, she has like, or he has like the master plan. Yes. And you're just like, okay, I know exactly where to be. Like you and I have already chatted. This is how much time you need for this and that. Mm-hmm. Whereas sometimes it can get a little bit confusing. Totally. And yeah, but definitely a shot list. I think that yes. is one of the most forget forgotten things. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Unless you're like being like, where's the shot list? Where's the shot list? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I totally agree with that. Like a planner, whenever I have planners like at my weddings, it's so helpful. Like just to know like they have all the timeline set and they're just like, you need to be here. You need to be here. So yeah, it's super helpful. <laughs> and I feel like the planner kind of works as the in-between man too, yeah. because one wedding we were at, um, we kind of went over time and the photographer was like, "Can do you mind asking the bride? Like, does she want more time? Does she not? Because I've been with her the whole day, all the time. And she was like, would you just mind asking her? So you kind of, exactly. that planner works as like the middleman between all your vendors too. Totally. So it's just like, oh yeah, no problem. Yeah. Okay. One extra hour. Let's do it. Exactly. Yeah. I love that. So that's nice. Okay. This, I feel like is a big topic on social media, on Instagram. I see so many posts about it (laughs) and I want to know your take on it. I know my take on it, but do you prefer a first look or like the traditional walking down the aisle from a photographer standpoint, like timing, uh, reaction? What is your take on that? Yeah. So, oh, I love both of them. Like, obviously both are so special. Um, and obviously I'll photograph whichever one. Um, yes. but yeah, I always recommend like the couple choose whichever look that represents them best. And obviously there's mm-hmm. pros to both of them. Um, like starting with the first look, if you're wanting that quiet time before the ceremony with just you two, um, a first look is perfect. And then you can also get, you know, your bridal portraits done before the ceremony. So that's just like a check off the list. So then you don't need to do them afterwards you could just focus on Mm -hmm. you know family or whatever afterwards um and then on the other hand if you're wanting to experience that special moment surrounded like by family and friends and the reaction right away 
then the traditional look is the way to go. So yeah, it really depends on what the couple's preference is and if they're wanting that, you know, that quiet time before the ceremony or if they're just wanting to experience it with some their family and friends as well. So yeah, I always recommend like choose whatever represents you both as a couple. So yeah, that's true. I mean, with timeline or not, you can like we can make either of them work. Exactly. Yeah. And I guess when it boils down to it, yeah, you're right. I didn't really think about it like that. It's either do you want it to be just you two, or is it like a group? Yeah. A yeah. group <laughs> surprise, not surprise, but like exactly. a group reaction almost. Yeah. But I will say, and you you might find this as mm-hmm. well. I will say there is always equal as much emotion if you do a first look and then you walk down the aisle because the walking down the aisle is like so symbolic and there's all those people there and like everyone can feel all of the emotion Mm -hmm. so if people are worried that their husband or their partner isn't gonna (laughs) react like the same literally like some of the last weddings I've had (laughs) the groom bawled at the first look bawled at the walking down the aisle and I was just like yes I love this oh my gosh (laughs) I love that too like whenever that emotion I'm just like yes (laughs) it's so good so I feel like that's one thing people worry Mm -hmm. about but I I mean it totally depends on you guys like you said but that's a good um way to put it into perspective like family and friends or just you guys I like that um on the topic of ceremonies do you prefer or what are your thoughts on plugged and unplugged ceremonies Mm -hmm. from a photographer's standpoint yes yeah so a hundred percent unplugged ceremonies um I think that I've just heard so many stories um from other photographers too where you know a guest stood up in the middle as the bride and groom were walking back down the aisle and the photographer almost missed the shot or got their phone like in the shot or whatever so I've just heard those like, oh because they had a phone yeah. call and they like got or up. like they oh. went to take a photo of the bride and groom like on their phone oh yeah mm. so I've just like heard like those stories and I think it's just like you know unplugged ceremonies are nice because they allow the guests just to relax and just to like really focus on the moment um well the photographer captures everything because obviously the guests have hired a photographer for a reason so you know just leaving it to kind of the photographer to do it instead of having you know guests taking photos on their phones or like ringers going off in the ceremony or whatever um Mm -hmm. and yeah if you do choose an unplugged ceremony I always recommend to like create a cute little sign to say like to ask guests not to bring their phones out during the ceremony or asking like your officiant as well to make an announcement at the beginning um but yeah obviously it really depends on the situation and if you obviously don't think that your guests that won't be a problem for your guests then obviously it doesn't matter but yeah but 100 percent, i go with unplugged ceremonies for sure (laughs) if If you can i know it's hard totally or i've seen people be like yes okay and then they sit down and they almost like forget because I feel like our phones are attached to our hands and our totally. faces just like constantly all day long. Yeah, so. exactly. <laughs> yes. You know? Yes, oh my God. Oh, so, yeah. So true. Okay, on the topic of lighting, I know obviously this is crucial for <laughs> photographers and getting easily editable photos. Yeah. Like you don't want to spend hours totally. <laughs> trying to fix the lighting and mm-hmm. stuff. 
what is there anything that brides and grooms can kind of do beforehand or make sure of like time of the day or whatever what are your thoughts yeah so yeah lighting is so important um obviously I always tell my couples that I'll photograph in any lighting situation um Mm -hmm. but I always like to give like a few suggestions and helpful tips at the beginning um so yeah ceremony lighting usually an ideal ceremony spot would be in the shade or one and a half to two hours before the sun sets um obviously Mm. before the sunset especially in the summer when it goes um gets dark later might be tricky um but if your ceremony is in the middle of the day trying to place it in the shade is super helpful um yeah i've been to weddings that have been out in the sun and especially in the summer can get super hot um, so just something to keep in mind, like if you have a shaded area that you can put the ceremony and altar in and everything, that would be ideal. Um, and then, yeah, an ideal indoor space that is good for lighting would be one that has like large windows to let in lots of natural light or white, big like white walls. Um, natural light is always best, but obviously when it gets darker, um, yeah, obviously the natural light goes away. But yeah, obviously I'll work with any situation because I understand that you know at times couples can't control the space or the lighting or anything um and obviously especially in Calgary the weather (laughs) changes so quickly (laughs) um yeah I think that's a good point because I mean a lot of our summer weddings they want to be in the sun and they want like I was thinking about that I like I have a dream of getting married in Kelowna I'm like I just want to be basking in the sun while I get married but I'm like oh (laughs) That's probably not going to be the best for photos. So how did that, like, I'm just curious, like a really bright, like Mm -hmm. sun photo, is that just like really hard to edit? Yeah, (laughs) usually it depends. Um, Yeah, sometimes if the sun, because when the sun is like shining on your face, it can create some odd shadows sometimes. Um, So that's the only thing. It's not Mm -hmm. as like even light. Um, But if your ceremony is out in the sun, a little tip is to like put the sun, uh, behind the altar so like to like set it up so the sun is behind the altar so this creates like more of an okay. even light so the sun's not like super blasting on your face um but the altar's kind right. of backlit so then I can still it's even light on everyone's faces and yeah and it still creates that super pretty like sunlight as well yes these are so yes. good I don't need to like write <laughs> these down so I can tell my guests or or my guests my Love clients it. or I'll just tell them to listen to this <laughs> exactly. episode we'll plug there <laughs> <laughs> okay um I mean obviously we know lots is going on with COVID mm-hmm. and restrictions and the ever-changing world yeah. and we thought 2021 would be <laughs> different but it's still oh, here yeah. and it's still affecting all of our weddings so as a photographer how do you guide your clients in terms of COVID? yes that is such a good question and like at the beginning of covid i am sure all vendors can like uh, understand that it was tricky you know trying to figure out different Mm -hmm. situations when you know they have to cancel the wedding or you know the restrictions are a lot Um, but the biggest thing is to have a backup plan. (laughs) I'm sure you can agree with that, but yeah, couples need to have backup plans for, you know, the ceremony, for the location, how many guests they're inviting, because that is very, can change very quickly. Um, and then I also have like a rescheduling clause in my contract as well. So I have them covered if they need to cancel or reschedule. Um, and then also like communicating with all of your vendors usually obviously during this time vendors are super understanding so 
chatting with them about your concerns. Um, and obviously they can ease those concerns a little bit. Um, and then, yeah, I've had a lot of clients who are having like the ceremony this year and the reception later in the year. So like, if you need to go with that option, totally go with that. Um, obviously love is not canceled. And even though your ceremony <laughs> might be smaller than you expected, it'll still be such a special day. So yeah, just recognizing that, you know, obviously things are changing. So having a couple backup plans is super important. <laughs> yes. Yeah. That's, that's the same thing I recommend totally. is like, have an A, B, C, yeah. D, E if you have <laughs> <Whole> to. <laughs> Just, yeah, it's better to be over-prepared than scrambling or, like, stressing yourself out closer exactly. to the wedding. I would just, yeah, like you said, give as many options as totally. you can. Uh, oh. I really hope it turns out. I know. Around. I feel for all of the couples this year because it makes everything oh. so much trickier. <laughs> I know it's just, it it almost kind of stumps the excitement yeah. I feel like for some it's just I like know, right? still this is oh, still happening so <laughs> I know what you mean well I think those were all extremely informative and some of these topics I'm like yes this is what for people sure. need to hear and this is why we started the podcast <laughs> my last question for you I guess is what is one thing you wish your clients knew to help them out for their Yes, day? I love this. Yeah, like the number one thing <laughs> um, from clients that I've gotten, whether they email me or message me on this, is that they always tell me like they're awkward or nervous in front of the camera. Like probably 80% of my clients always tell me that. And <laughs> I always, I just want them to know that they can come and they can be themselves. Like they can come as they are and they don't need to, you know, dress in a certain way because they think, you know, those will look good in photos or whatever. Like they can come as they are because I really want to capture them for their story and um, true to true to who they are. So I want them to know, just mm -hmm. come be yourself and I will guide you through everything. <laughs> so that is so sweet. That's so cute. Yes. Yeah. I think it's just so important because so many couples get, you know, caught up in that sometimes. Like, what do I wear? Or like, like I always say, if you're not like a ball gown dress kind of gal, like don't feel like you need to pull it out for your engagement session or <laughs> your photos or whatever. Like just come as you are, be yourself. And yeah, I'll guide you through the rest. <laughs> Totally, because if you're, like, I've even done that, too. I'm, like, researching um, really good, like, totally. outfits, and I'm, like, okay, hey, well, I don't need to go buy, like, a whole new outfit that I wouldn't even maybe exactly. not wear after this. Like, just wear something that you own, that you have, that you're comfortable mm -hmm. in. I think that's really Yeah, good yeah, and the biggest thing, like, yeah, obviously, sometimes couples are super nervous coming into it, but... I just, you know, want mm -hmm. them to know it's like exactly like it's like a little date night that they're having. <laughs> um, and, you know, I'll yes. put music on and it'll be so good. So much fun. So <laughs> <laughs> I love it. OK, well, thank you so much for joining me. That oh was my gosh, so Thank fun. you again. Yeah, that was so much fun. <laughs> of course. Uh, do you want to tell everyone where they can find you on social media or your yes, website? Yes, for sure. Yeah. So on Instagram. I'm at Keeleyjoy Photos and then um, Keeleyjoy.com is my website where you can check it out. <laughs> um, 
that. And congratulations, Amazing. Anna, for launching this again. Super exciting. <laughs> thank you. You're so sweet. Okay, well, thank you so much for joining me. And we hope you guys enjoyed this episode. And stay tuned for more. Be sure to follow Keely on Instagram because she has amazing oh, photos, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that is it for today's episode, guys. Thank you for tuning in. I really appreciate it. As always, you can find me on Instagram at the Day of Diva, and my website is dayofdiva.ca. I have exciting news for you guys. You can now subscribe to my newsletter on my website. Yes, so if you go to my website, dayofdiva.ca, scroll down a little bit, a little pop-up will come, put in your email, and you will now be subscribed to my monthly newsletter. This is where I will be sending you my latest blog post with wedding inspiration of weddings and shoots that I've done along with all the episodes of this podcast that were on that month. All of that right to your inbox. You guys don't have to think about it. It is great. I highly recommend you sign up for that. Like I said, go to my website. And as always, we will see you next time. Happy planning.